from the basement of Rubies on Summit, this is the Pros from Dover. A soccer podcast starring a couple of Nord expats proving once and for all that even though you've got cheap microphones and a pretty decent laptop, along with too much free time at a Coda Pass or two, podcasting may still not be for everyone. Hashtag your tweets with hashtag finest kind to join the conversation and bring back the bullpen car. Bananarama, Alabama, Hannah, Montana, Bandana Bandits, Extravaganza within Indiana. When Eric Vanna and Vanna had Fanny Packs in Savannah and had a fabulous nap in pajamas at the veranda. Banana, doo doo, bananas. I'm loving them. I'm sure Kapoor and Stefani both back me. Best flavor of runts and Laffy Taffy. Don't at me. All my fan from Santa Ana all the way to Atlanta. We're gonna quote Ralph Wiggum and go, go, banana. Banana Nana, put out your hands like patty cake yeah. And go bananas, we're gonna go banana cakes And grab a stack of flapjacks that your Nana makes oh, God damn it, it's the pros from Dover My name's Matt, that's Jim How you doing, Matt? Well, you know, I went to uh, Detroit uh, That was your first mistake You know, okay Oh wait, but you're from Fort Wayne, so it was your second mistake No, mm. you used to live in Dayton, so it was your third mistake <laughs> You were born in Kentucky and lived in West Virginia no, I was born in West Virginia and lived in Kentucky. Oh, well, oh, then, then, you, then you even did that the wrong way. And Florida. Oh, God, Jesus. <laughs> I hit the trifecta. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. It's, it's, it's weird that I'm not it's, it's my own third criti- cousin. It's called critical gym theory. <laughs> uh, we're here on the pros from Dover. My name is Matt. That is Jim. And uh, it's time to do a show um, because apparently we're being punished. Ethan's going to come on later and uh, tell us about his chili recipe. Is that right? We, we talk about we talk about chili. And if you want to talk baseball, I'm here too. Oh, we're going to talk, oh, yeah, talk baseball. Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. Baseball. Hashtag bring back the bullpen car. Yes. Uh, but right now we're going to talk Columbus Crew soccer because uh, have- Ryan is also here. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. You, you're not unique, though. You're here. Well, a no, lot, no, 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 no. And we he, love you. He is unique in that he is the only person like him. Mm. Truly. No, that is 100% true, but he's not unique in the sense of, uh, oh, uh, somebody that showed up new at the show. That's what I'm saying. We're going to bring you on the show. Sam, do you want to come on the show? No, thank you. Okay, cool. <laughs> Sam's here as well. I have no to share. Sam's just awesome, um, and that's really all I've got to say uh, about that. All right, Let's so is, are we done with the podcast now? Can I go home? Yeah, uh, this has been the Pros from Dover. <laughs> Thanks for listening, and... Um, no, Jim, we have to actually can you, do this. Can you sh- tell that I really don't want to talk about this? Well, we're going to talk about it because I am upset, um, as I think a lot of people are. But I, I don't think I'm upset for the same reason that other people are. So I want, I want to talk about my experience in Detroit, and then we can talk about the game this a little bit. This is your second experience watching Detroit City It is my second experience at Keyworth yes. Stadium, which I accidentally tweeted out a couple of times as Kenworth Stadium um, while I was there. I apologize. Uh, I probably did that. And it could have been it could have been that that or the fact that I was drinking the entire time. Well, you could um, have tweeted out Kenilworth Road, which is Lutontown's home. Or state. I could have tweeted out Holiday Road. Oh, no, uh, yeah, that's no, not it. No. Um, no, no. So I want to talk about this game, um, yes. but I want to talk about this game in the sense of how I got there, what happened, because I assume you got there by like I don't know I seventy five. Well, I got to Detroit via I-75. I got to the game via uh, Todd's car from a roundabout way, our Airbnb. What's that? Yeah, Uh, Todd's Ralph. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Friend of the show. Yeah. Um, But, so we we parked, um, walked into the stadium. Um, We were on the, what I assume to be the home side for Hamtramck. Ryan, can can you verify, is that, is that the home side for Hamtramck? No, no, for the football, the actual high school football team that plays there. Yeah, so the the side with concessions and toilets, uh, that was the side we were on this time. I was on the other side the last time. Um, I know you were. I know we're going to get to you, Ryan. You know what? No, 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 no. Yes, we are. (laughs) It's fine. Um, But here's what I saw uh, the entire time. Um, things that I appreciated. Uh, the fact that there was a bar right behind where I was sitting uh, that had shots of Teleport Dew. Uh, things that I did not appreciate. Um, it is shocking that people in Michigan feel the need to drink. Yeah, well, <laughs> dude, we live in Ohio. 
it's not really far off. Um, things I didn't appreciate, the fact that it was the only indoor toilet in the entire stadium that was right by me, and that it got real busy for, like, the last... 50 minutes of the game. Um, I'm not making fun of that. What I'm saying is is that I wish that there were a couple more. That's all I'm saying. Um, the weird thing about this game was that... Uh, and, and before I get into the actual game itself... Um, it was it was right after halftime, so I would say it was it was it was before... It was... Actually, I can tell you, it was before Maxime Rodriguez's first goal. Maxime. Maxi Rodriguez, thank you. Yes, yes. Uh, not, not uh, Maxime. What? <laughs> I, there are there are players that I, I'm not saying there aren't. Yeah, He's not no, I, I'm sorry. I just fucked. I yeah. just fucked up. I apologize, you dicks. Um, two guys came up and started talking to me, um, and I didn't know who they were. I actually thought they were crew guys for for a bit, and they were talking about the 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 penalty that the crew got in the in the first half, which we'll we'll get into that. Yeah, I didn't um, watch the first half. We'll by get the way. into we'll get into a lot of that stuff here in a minute. But um, this was the this was the really unique thing that I thought was was interesting is these two guys started talking to me, and it was just like a conversation of like, yeah, I thought that I thought that penalty was kind of soft, man, and I'm like, really. And they're like, yeah, I thought that penalty was kind of soft, and and they kept, and I'm like, okay, well, I didn't. Cool. It's really weird that you're continuing to. You're not wearing any team colors. You're over here. I'm assuming that you're like with the group, but I've also never met you, and you're not introducing yourself to me. Um, and then they kept going, and I was just like, what is like? I finally like looked at the guy, and I'm like. No, I thought it was a perfectly fine penalty, especially in a uh, tournament without VAR. Um, the ref probably got it right, but like, I also don't have the advantage of VAR, so I can't, I can't tell you one way or the other. But like, what are you doing, man? And he goes, oh. and then he walks down to Tony Galifo, <laughs> and he starts egging Tony Galifo on it. And at that moment, Ty Fisher walks over. <laughs> with two people from the T Detroit City team, like the Detroit City uh, 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 security company, whoever it is, <laughs> both just hamstring these guys out of the area. They're like, oh, they were trying to fight me. That yeah. was weird because it was like 20 minutes. Like it was, it was like the end of halftime and then the beginning up until that goal um, and it was just, I was just sitting there like, what is, what is happening right now? Because I'm continuously like just trying to watch the game at yeah. this point. And, and so that was, that was weird. Um, and before, before they left, I was like, oh, and they kind of both looked up and I go, you guys care like about who wins. Yeah. That's a and weird. they were like, they were like. It's yeah, a, and I'm like, oh, we always lose in the Open Cup. Like, we don't care. Like, it'd be nice to win. I, I would be, I would have well, been know, very happy to I, win. I remember back in the day we actually won the Open Cup. I do. Uh, I was not there for it that. Was, yeah, but it was, uh, it was. Well, it's been 20 years. <laughs> I remember watching the last Open Cup final we made at the Hudson Street Hooligans Pub. So that tells you how long ago that. Well, was. Well, it's been over 10 years then. Yeah. 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 It was. It was against Seattle. And they were a brand new team. Yes. yes. Um, but like, <laughs> that was weird. How are they a new team if they invented soccer? Well, that's Ryan. This is the whole. This is the whole. It's the reason they're not teaching math in schools anymore. It's the reason they're not teaching you know critical soccer theory. Um, <laughs> it's it's I blame Ron DeSantis mostly. There is a lot of. There's a just, just, yeah. it just, it, it's, it's the joke that never stops giving. I just blame Sean Wheeler. Oh my god! Oh. Yeah, well, it's always fun to blame Sean Wheeler. <laughs> yeah. Um So I do want to talk about the actual match for a second. Um, the crew, uh, in my the crew opinion, shit the bed. Oh, they they played fucking <laughs> anemically the entire game. They got very lucky on that penalty kick. Um, just in the sense of, I mean, I I, I do think, and, and looking back at the replay, it was a it was a clear penalty. Um, but it was not, you know, like like that. That is the only goal we've scored now in four games. Yes, 
And that's... Well, there's a lot of things we can talk about. Well, we'll, we'll mm. unpack that after we do our uh, whip around the entire U.S. Open Cup and after we do our uh, conversation with Ethan about baseball. Because yes. we want to... This is called a tease. And um, because everybody wants to know, and by everybody I mean the f- fucking ten people that listen to the goddamn podcast, about um, what our thoughts are on Caleb Porter and what our thoughts are on um, yeah, all I gotta, of the... Yeah, i got to break something to you there, yeah. Matthew, that four of those people are me through various VPNs. Hot. <laughs> I love that. I yes. love that. Yes. Because you think that we have listeners from Uzbekistan? This is why we should advertise. <laughs> Um, but no, no, uh, I, I, so this game, um, I mean, you know, hey, great, Zardes scores a goal in the seventh minute on a penalty. I mean, I'll take that. It's a lot better than him missing it or, or the goal being well, deflected but, but or is it, blah, blah, blah. Is it really better? Is it really better? Yes. Is losing two to one better than losing two nothing? Yes, because we scored a fucking goal. And I don't care how we scored a goal. I don't care why, because the entire thing is is that there is there was absolutely no opportunity for us to win this game on the field. Like, there was no well, there's no opportunity yeah. for us to win this game. I'm taking I'm taking the way we played out of it. I'm taking the way any of that sort of stuff. There is no way to win this game zero zero. True. Yeah. And we so, were up. There is an opportunity to win the game when you were up one to nothing, and it was a legitimate penalty call. Okay, fair enough. That's that's yeah. Am I, I wrong? I think that you are not wrong. Yeah. Yes, I that know. Is, that's, that's, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not gonna. I'm not, I'm not saying it was uh, the way that I wanted to score. Blah blah blah. Yeah. But I that's just, not no. But but that's not where that's not my point. Okay. So yeah. so my counter argument. Yes. Is that by having scored a goal, no matter how we scored the goal. Yeah. It gives Porter and his apologists a tiny amount of ammunition to say that. Well, we're you know gonna what? get into that okay, later. I, but you're gonna get you're gonna get your Porter forty five minutes after we talk to everybody else because I think that they're. Um, gonna want to leave at a certain point during it, or pee, or uh, be uh, let out of the cage that we've locked them in. Um, so, Are you saying that they're not gonna stay for the mud wrestling segment? I mean, that's gonna be pretty hot. <laughs> it's gonna be pretty hot. I'm just saying. All right. Um, so what so, are we doing so, now? So yeah, no, no. I wanna I wanna talk about the rest of this game, and then then we'll go around the Open Cup. Uh, yeah, sure. And then we're gonna go to break. And I mean, we'll, I guess. Then we'll talk about everything the fuck else we have to talk about. But um, the thing is, is is Detroit comes back. Um, 64th minute goal, run a play goal. Good for yeah, them. Yeah. Uh, 86 minute penalty. Um, yeah. That, I don't their really, run of play goal was actually pretty damn. Good. It was very good. It yeah. was very good. I mean, good on them. They they played um, they played well. Um, they they had way more shots. Not as many. I mean, they didn't have a lot of shots on target, but they were trying. Yes. It, and this is the whole thing. And and I'm not saying this. Um, it, it will sound like it. if I tweeted this, it's going to sound like I'm uh, sour grapes or whatever. That game meant a lot more to them than it did to us. Well, a lot more. I mean, it's the first time they've ever played. An and MLS the, team. An ever. MLS team ever. It's yep. also the first time they've ever played at this level of the U.S. Open Cup. Yep. And this is an opportunity where if they continue to win, they could go to CONCACAF. Yeah, and they've got they've got Louisville next, I think. Yeah, mm. Louisville City at home. All right. Did they, okay, they, they, they did the draw. I, I didn't see oh, they did the draw. And, and, yeah. and, and props to Ryan for pronouncing Louisville correctly. It's a Louisville. <laughs> yeah, but, it's, it's, yeah. You have to, it's like you're swallowing when you say it. Yes, yes. <laughs> my mother went to med school there. So oh, okay. if I didn't pronounce Louisville correctly, I would be hit in the face uh, with a rake. Which, would, which, you know, given yeah. that your mother went to med school there, she could probably fix whatever she broke. I, she could. That's <laughs> the whole reason why she would hit me as much as she... Yeah. I'm kidding. My mother is a saint. You should, your mother is Nobody tell nobody. Your nobody, mother is wonderful. Nobody say that my mom. Yeah, but um, my mom, that'd be really bad or really bad. I'd feel bad. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Well, so yeah, of, of course it meant more to them because clearly, I don't remember the last time the U.S. Open Cup meant anything to not Columbus Crew fans, but to the Columbus Crew organization. This, this is the thing that I want to talk about well, before yeah. we go around the Open Cup. Okay. Is that I wish it fucking did. Well, um, it, it, I wish it did to the team because then it would to uh, possibly 
to the fans more than it does. Because here's the thing. I, I walked in there and, and I talked to a lot of people that were a lot of friends of the pod. And we all walked in expecting to lose this game. We all walked into the stadium I wasn't sh- that yeah. we drove three hours away to. I wasn't shocked that we lost. No, I wasn't, we were expecting I wasn't, to lose the game. I wasn't expecting that we would lose. I wasn't surprised that we lost. 100% I was expecting we were going to. Well, and, I, and when we went up, I was like, oh, cool. That'll be great. Because you know what I love about the Open Cup is that I get to watch other teams. And that I get to go to places like Hamtramck. And I get to go to places like um, Akron. And I get to go to places like uh, when we played uh, was when we played the fire in um, was it Champaign. Um, or Peoria. I can't remember what, but I get to go to places like this because a lot of the MLS versus MLS back in the day were were at neutral locations, or the crew would do something at a neutral location, or we'd play at Jesse Owens, or we'd play somewhere somewhere that wasn't normal uh, for us, and it would just be fun. Yeah, um, this is the reason why I like like it when we're in the uh, CONCACAF Champions League, because I get to see... Same I, reason. I get to see good teams from other countries that I don't normally... This I, is like, why I liked... We talked about this last year. This is why I like the old format for the CONCACAF Champions yeah, League. Because yeah. we could play... We played three teams from around North America and Central America and the Caribbean. And we got I. to e. play... I.e. Con- CONCACAF. Yes, I understand that. But, you know, I'm <laughs> trying to, like, you know... Paint a picture for me. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah, yeah, yeah. laughs> Jesus, I'm trying to make our podcast inclusive, you I fucking douche. You could. That's the whole thing. Yeah. There are three it countries in South America. Yeah, Suriname. What is it? Suriname, French Guiana, and um, what's the other one? Uh, Ghana. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah. They're in Kakaf. I had no idea. Yeah. Well. Okay. They don't do well. But, yeah, well, you know, okay. But, like, but Suriname's last big sporting moment was the 88 uh, Olympics when Anthony Nesty won the gold medal in the 100-meter butterfly. Thanks, Rain Man. That's, Appreciate that's that. just... What time's Wapner? So, but I do want to go into um, just a quick whip around of the sure. rest of Sure, so let me pull US up the scores. I already so have for, them up. Presumably... Um, whatchamacallit, Louisville beat Cincy, I guess they were playing Cincy? They were not playing Cincy. This is the thing that's interesting, is that I thought we were going to get in, or that whoever won was going to get drawn in the same pot, and what they did was actually expand the, uh, uh, the the pot draws. Um, oh, oh, look! Liverpool beat Man United four nil. Hooray! Knew? So yeah, um, I, I DC United beats <laughs> Flower City Union. I don't know where Flower City Union's from, but was. Not expected, or was expected. Um, Inter Miami gets a red card, still beats Miami FC by a score of one to nothing. Well, I can tell you this: Flower City Union's next match is against the Maryland Bobcats. Ooh, yeah, rawr. yeah. Um, I don't. I did, yeah, okay. Cincy uh, beats uh, Pittsburgh by a right. score of two to nothing. Um, obviously, uh, Detroit beats Columbus two to one. Uh, Union Omaha beats Chicago in penalties five to four. <laughs> Man, so I Chicago, would have loved to have seen that. Chicago is another MLS team knocked out. So we'll we'll do the count. That's now at two. So the Dallas um, Burn lose to. Well, hang on. Uh, I mean, there's more. Tormentia beats Birmingham Legion non MLS game two to nothing. FC. Uh, I'm sorry. The Dallas Burn beats Tulsa two to one. Um, the original San Jose Clash. <laughs> The RGV Toros? It's in this, to me, it's Bay City's FC. No, no, I'm sorry, the Houston Dynamo. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 you're right, yeah. Um, Beat Um, Rio Grande Valley FC. Yeah, so they beat them, uh, the uh, San Jose Earthquakes, because Jim's not in on the bit. Um, (laughs) Win 5-0 against Bay City's. Uh, Galaxy beats uh, Loyal, which is interesting. That is uh, Landon Donovan's uh, new team. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, Landon Donovan's new, yeah, he beats uh, or he loses rather to the LA Galaxy one to nothing. The California United uh, Strikers, Strikers, Strikers. FC Tucson. Yeah, good for them. Um, Rochester, New York. Uh, beats uh, Clarkstown SC four to three in penalties after a two-two draw. Uh, Richmond Kickers win against the Carolina Dynamo. Red Bull beats Hartford Athletic two to one. Charlotte FC beats Greenville two to one. Uh, Minnesota beats Madison, uh, um, that team that everybody seems to have a weird heart on about because they are like flamingos or whatever. 
Flamingos? Yeah, that that team Madison, that, that yeah, Forward Madison, that team that like is like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna come to all your towns and we're gonna do uh, flamingo things, and it's like it's it's nobody gives a shit and nobody fucking shows up. Is the is the the, the director from Baltimore? Is he on the team or something? Uh, no, it's it's not like a weird thing. It's well, it's a weird thing, but it's not a weird thing. John Waters, John, John yeah, Waters. it's not a weird thing. It's a weird thing, but it's not a weird thing. They're not, to my knowledge, like there's not anything like gross about them it's just they're a team from madison wisconsin that seems to think they can be a national brand um orlando city beats the tampa bay rowdies two to one good for them uh atlanta beats chattanooga six to nothing um louisville beats beats st louis two beats the st louis team that is in uh, mls next pro um, they beat them nine to nine to eight on penalties on a zero zero shoot or a zero zero game. Um, oh darn! San Antonio beat Austin. Yeah, San Antonio beats Austin. Which uh, cheers! I do want to say cheers to that. And also, the Nutmeg News uh, says that uh, Anthony Precourt, because of that, is now looking to uh, shift the team uh, to San Jose. Um, or I'm sorry, uh, uh, San Diego. Pardon me. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So Anthony Precourt looking to move uh, FC Austin to um, uh, San Diego after uh, that uh, fuck up. Hailstorm, which is I thought the band that goes, but uh, they beat Real Salt Lake one to nothing. They sound like a Finnish metal band. Well, I can't do any more than that, or else we'll get copyright struck. Um, Sacramento Republic beats um, Central Valley Fuego. Yeah, uh, probably like one. Bakersfield. Mm. I mean, that would be my guess. LAFC beats Orange County five to one, and Phoenix beats New Mexico by a score of two to one. So we've got the round of thirty-two coming up. We'll talk about that in a little bit. I think it's very interesting that they did some shakeups in this one. Um, my favorite part of it is that uh, Cincinnati has to go to New England, uh, and they will lose. Um, yeah. <laughs> But we're going to take a break. Uh, We will come back. We're going to talk a little bit more about that. We're going to talk a little bit about baseball with Ethan. We're going to talk a little bit about chili recipes with Ethan. We're going to talk a little bit about um, being in the basement of Ruby's for the first time with Ethan. Uh, This is actually where we met. Was it? Well, no, it's where you found out I'm not an attorney. That is, it's where I found out you're not an attorney. (laughs) Yes. We're the pros from Dover. Stick around. And we're back. It is segment two of the pros from Dover. My name is Matt. That is Jim. Hey, Matt. How you doing? I'm good. How Where's are you? Who's this guy sitting next to me? His name is Ethan. Ethan. Um, like Ethan, Ethan Hawk? Give me, uh, yes, like Ethan Hawk. Ethan, Ethan, give me all of your, uh, I, I know you, but give me all of your uh, social media, everything. Just dox yourself. Just dox yourself <laughs> in the show. That'll yeah. be great. Shameless self-plug. My name is Ethan, and I represent WaitingForNextYear.com. We are a Cleveland-based uh, sports website affectionately referred to as WFNY. My Twitter handle is at PopPunkedEthan. PopPunkedEthan? Yes. Yep. And if you want to know... He is much know, younger than you. <laughs> I am he, but a child he, in this basement. He this and the creepy. Earth's crust. <laughs> but I cover the Cleveland Guardians for the team. Uh, we represent ourselves with our own podcast, the WFNY Cornercast. We are a trio of statistics and sabermetrics-based uh, conversation regarding the Cleveland Guardians. And so they play what, cricket? Uh, actually, I think it's or more... Or rounders. Like, no, it's more along the lines of pickleball. Yes. Oh, okay. yes. Okay. With that giant 19-foot wall and left and the terrible idea to put a chain-link fence halfway up it, yeah, it's more like pickleball. <laughs> Okay. All right. So, um, Ethan, this, this, this podcast has gotten better. Just, just. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> Hashtag bring back the bullpen car. Yeah. Um, but I, I bullpen car still, still around in Japan. Well, thank you, Ryan. God. Yes, but you can get panties. All right. Out I'm of gonna highball. Right. Bolt. You know, Buzzkill Ryan's getting highball. So, highball. Uh, so, so tell me. So tell me about. I'm sorry. I'm gonna hijack this for a minute. So tell me about sabermetrics. You do it. That was the whole plan. And, and what? So what software do you use for your sabermetrics analysis? So I use a blend of Fangraphs and Baseball Savant, which does a lot of in-game tracking mm-hmm. to really get a lowdown on how guys are playing and what they're doing. So 
Especially in a season like this where the Guardians are focusing on prospect development and they've got a lot of young guys under the age of 25, 24, 23 trying to prove that they're part of the future. I'm looking into how guys are pitching, who's going to be part of the future, who's trade bait. Um, so okay. It's it's a lot all at once, but I do have a prospect series up on the Waiting for Next Year site. You can just search my name, Ethan Fornes, and read about what I thought about some of these guys entering the 2022 season, and I'll eventually do a follow-up as we get more than 12 games under our belts. Cool. Because this is something that is, I mean, again, I love baseball. It's, it's possibly my favorite sport. It's like the, the sport that I have followed probably the longest of, of any sport. Um, some of my first memories are watching... Um, the Mets beat the beating the uh, the Orioles in the '69 series. <laughs> so, nice. Yes. <laughs> That's the sex number. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No comment. Oh my. Oh my God. There was there was this one time when, um, when the, back when I was in college and, and two of my roommates were having a conversation about me and, and one of them said, "Here's the problem with Jim. It's like you ask him to go out and get eggs from the grocery store and he just completely blows it, but he can give you the entire starting lineup of the '71 Orioles." And 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 the other roommate said, "Catcher Andy Etchebarren, first base Boog Powell, second base David Robinson." As somebody who lived, as somebody who lived with you for years, uh, can confirm. Uh. Anyway, so so this is why I'm interested in sabermetrics because I love baseball and I love soccer slash football whatever and it seems to me and I would like your opinion on this as someone who who is who knows both sports the the great thing about baseball in terms of a statistical analysis is that every event is discrete I mean there is a pitch and then there is a hit and then there is either a catch or not on the surface level yeah on the surface level yeah Football is not like that. There, are, there, are, other than like penalties or or free kicks or something like that. There's no such thing as a discrete event in football. It's no. it's it's flow. So I'd like your opinion on if you have one on how sabermetrics transferred to soccer slash football works. If you, I mean, if do you have an opinion? Do you have feelings about this? If it would work. It just, it seems, I mean, I know that there's a lot of work going into this and a lot of money being spent on people doing it. I just, I wonder how effective it is, especially when you get a team like the Columbus Crew, who are apparently up until last game leading the league in XG and, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, okay, so you get Leading the league in expected goals yeah, and trailing the league in yeah, actual goals. So I'm, I'm goals. really curious about if you have feelings about this because you're someone who is, Something of an expert, apparently. Not so much of an expert, but I, I will say it probably would translate to the world of soccer and European football a bit better than it would American football. You know, uh, you could say there would be things like expected pass completion in football, but at the same time, like, anything can happen in football. If somebody gets hit by a truck and drops a ball, uh, it, it's a wild thing. But yeah, not to defend Caleb Porter and their expected goals scored uh, idea, it, it is something that could be... I, I think it would be effective for players like Zell Orion, who are free kick specialists, where you can talk about the launch angle of their kicks, the exit velocity off the foot. Sure, You yeah. could do things of, like, a, an expected goal based on those numbers. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of like, so, coming, coming, walking back from the last game, um, friend of the pod, Dave Staley, and I were talking, as we do, and... Um, I, in a way, I compared Zell Ryan to uh, David Beckham back when he was playing for Man United because Beckham was like the only European soccer player that most Americans were aware of at that time. Yeah. And they would ask me, like, what he was like. And I, and I said, well, you know, he's, he's a very good player, but in the sense that if you said that he played in the NFL, he's like the best special teams player in the world. Yeah. And, and that's the way I think about Zell Ryan, is that mm -hmm. he's like, like for free kicks, he's the best we have. So I, to further answer your question about the sabermetrics, and I think it's very hard to do this with American football because there's too many moving pieces on any given play. So I know there's the same amount of guys on the field between American and European football. But the difference is, is that you're really just tracking the ball when it comes to soccer. 
you could track the ball with American football and talk about, you know, expected catch radius of a wide receiver, but there's four safeties and cornerbacks trying to crunch down on that guy at any given time. So yeah. unless you come up with expected defensive rates and all this other stuff, it's a lot easier it's, when you're just talking about the ball in soccer. Yeah, yeah. And, and I guess the, the, the thing about soccer, much like basketball, even though there are positions and roles Everyone other than the keeper is basically doing the same thing. And that and that's, you know, that's a different thing than baseball or American football. Soccer or, is so much more in my opinion like like hockey than it is like American football. Like yeah. just in the sense of you have wide open plays, you have one guy that's obviously trying to do the one thing that he needs to do, which is keep the you know object out of the net. Yeah, there's um, there's no one in basketball that is basically their only job is to guard the net. I mean, if there was, it would be a lot less scoring. Did I forget that Dikembe Mutombo existed? <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> yes. Anyway, so... Um, to segue a bit, so you're supposed to convince me that I should be a fan of a baseball team. Yes. What okay. baseball team should I be a fan of? So it should absolutely be the Cleveland Guardians. Who there's I... absolutely no way that's ever going to happen. <laughs> All right. So so let me let me level with you here. So there are two teams in the state of Ohio. Yes, the Reds and the Guardians. Now my team, the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, you you have forgotten about the Mud Hens. Well, yeah. And yeah. the Akron Rubber Ducks and the Columbus Clippers and the Lake County Captains yeah, and yeah, the Dayton Dragons. I only pay attention to Major League Baseball teams and teams referenced in MASH. Yes. Okay, so that joke went over my head because I'm about 24. You, fuck. Man, okay. I'm so, 27. Okay, so here's... Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I, think my I, know, right? I think my shoes are older than you. Yeah, that sounds about right. So, so the I'll whole... walk over here and... The, so the whole say. genesis of the term pros from Dover I have a 401k is is for, I'm, I'm actually currently living off my 401k is the the whole genesis of the of the the name pros from Dover is from the movie mash because in the movie Hawkeye and Trapper were brought in to work on to, to perform surgery on a general son in was it Seoul or Tokyo? It was Tokyo. Okay, in Tokyo. Yeah. And so basically the idea is that there are two experts who were brought in to fix a problem that no one else could. Okay. This is a movie that came out in I think nineteen seventy. It had to be somewhere around there. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I was. Pretty the TV shows. Yeah, the yeah. Movie, well, of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the 19... I was also negative eleven when it came out. Yeah. So like, I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so, borderline millennial Gen Z. Yeah. 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 So 1970. <laughs> I'm by... the other way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 1970, by the way, is the year that Jim the... is the silent generation. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that the Orioles beat the Reds four to one in the World Series, and also. Pardon? Drink. Drink. They didn't have Joe Morgan, and the Orioles had Brooks Robinson, the greatest third baseman of all time. Uh, <laughs> hmm. Hmm. And um, let's see. That was the year that oh, Mike Schmidt you can you can argue with. You I can, was going to say Mike Schmidt, Mike Schmidt, the Ohio Bobcat, Hall of Famer, Phillies Dayton, third Ohio's, baseman. Dayton, Ohio's own Mike Schmidt. But more importantly, my alma mater, go Bobcats. Mike Schmidt is the greatest third baseman of all time. No, it's Brooks Robinson. Jose Ramirez is going to have that title by the time he retires. And it's but. the year that the Chiefs beat the Vikings? I think it's pronounced Chefs. The Kansas City Chefs? Yeah, I think yeah. it's pronounced with, Chefs. With, with, with quarterback Len Dawson? Yeah, yeah. I the, think the, it's the, pronounced the, Chefs. The, the, okay, yeah. the, the Chefs beat the, the Vikings, I think, in the Super Bowl. Yeah. And the Knicks beat... The Lakers in the NBA championship. What time's Wapner on? Wait, Bill, Bill <laughs> no, no, no. Knicks. Pardon? Bill Bradley's Knicks. Yes, Bill Bradley, David Busher, uh, Willis Reed, etc. My, if you spend any time with me, my knowledge of 1970s American sports is encyclopedic. It's like yeah. really, really fucking creepy. My basketball history is not up to snuff. I was. Fairly certain the Knicks didn't have a title, but maybe they have the one. No, they won in '70. Yeah, they okay. did win one. All I right. think. Yeah. I think. Yeah. This is yeah. why I'm the baseball guy. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so why? I just, I just remember on a previous, <laughs> on the old massive report, when we started talking about basketball, and Ryan just ran in and goes, uh, "Cincinnati moved to Sacramento." Just so you know. 
<laughs> you mean the Cincinnati Royals? Yes. <laughs> yes. Which is so. So the big O, Oscar Robertson, played for the Royals, and then he uh, was traded to the Bucks. Yep. With um, Senator Lou Alcindor slash Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and that's that was the first NBA title that. The, uh, Kareem won. So convince him he should be a fan of a baseball team. All right. Yeah. So of the two professional teams in the state of Ohio, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Neither I, one of them enjoy I, spending money. Okay. Here's Flat the thing. Out. Here's the thing. Ryan is a Reds fan. Ryan is my roommate. Ryan knows I hate the Reds. Phil Castellini burnt your soul last week. Oh, yeah. I, so, I, I I have hated the Reds since before Matt has been alive. So let me let me try. They told him long-haired freaking people need not apply. Um, yeah, that's ahead. literally the reason why I don't like the Reds. It's because they wouldn't let their players have facial hair or they wouldn't let their players <clears throat> have logos on their shoes. The modern-day New York Yankees would like to have a conversation with you. Well, I don't but, like the Yankees either. <laughs> now, let me try to convince you at least of the two teams in the state of Ohio. Yes. Neither team has a reputation regarding spending money in their past. However... That, that seems to be a common trope among Ohio sports teams in general. So, yep. I'm not trying to excuse... Other than OSU Buckeyes. <laughs> they spend a lot of money. Uh, yeah. I'm not trying to excuse the Dolan family ownership of the Cleveland Guardians right now. Right. But at the same time, there's more nuance than just saying ownership can't spend. The current landscape of baseball and how they redistribute their wealth is rigged against small market teams. Well, yes. yes. So as much as they want to be a $100 million a year payroll team, which is still one-third of the Yankees, Dodgers, Angels, major market teams, it's just not feasible the, all the time. The Angels have that big? They have the highest paid third baseman and center fielder in the league. I think Anthony Rendon's making north of $39 million a year as a 33-year-old third baseman. I just His name is Kylo Ren. I, yes. <laughs> I just never think of the Angels as like a team that... They spend a boatload of money, but rarely ever is it successful. They don't show Halo yeah. Tony. Yeah. Now, granted, that deal That's is true. incredibly yeah, yeah, impressive yeah. right now. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, Mike Trout's the highest paid center fielder in the league. They true, did, yeah. They yeah. signed Noah Syndergaard, the oft-injured former New York Mets pitcher, to a one-year $20 million prove-it deal. Yeah, they, they they spend, but it just doesn't translate to on-field success, and they've wasted much of Mike Trout's career. He's got one playoff appearance. Now, in Cleveland's defense, all right, the Dolans don't spend money. Fine. Three weeks ago, they signed Jose Ramirez to a five-year, $124 million extension. Okay. More than doubling their previous highest contract in team history, which was three years, $60 million for Edwin Encarnacion in 2017. This is a team that, in my 27 years of life, has had the likes of Oral Hershiser, Cliff Lee, CeCe Sabathia, Francisco Lindor... MVP Cy Young winners. Nick Swisher. Nick Swisher, who is actually I'm one of the reasons. Still a classmate, Nick Swisher. <laughs> oh my! Uh, but Nick Swisher is one of those contracts that the team signed when they were trying to compete in the early 2010s that the team feels spurned by because that contract never played out. So they've been afraid to dish out money since. Now, despite all of that, and being a bottom third in payroll team, they're one of the winningest teams in the American League of the last 15 years. They're one of only four teams in the AL with over a thousand wins. They've made a World Series appearance, two ALCS appearances, and they've only had two losing seasons. Okay. So... That fact, actually, that last one is actually, they've only had one under Terry Francona. They had a few under Maniacta. I need to back that one up a little bit. But Francona's been there so long, sometimes I forget, I forget about the Maniacta years. I forget that Francona, yeah... Because Francona was he was the manager of the of the Red Sox when yes. the Red Sox won in what oh three or something was it oh four and oh seven yeah uh, and, and he's was... now the winningest manager in Cleveland baseball history <laughs> he, he's passed Mike Hargrove and, and legendary managers yeah it, I think it would break Ryan's heart if I became an, uh, a Guardians fan I just don't think that he could deal with it and a team that I was predisposed to enjoy simply because. Uh, they were a, a, a really good team with great pitching back when I was a kid is the Orioles but I can't root for the Orioles because my girlfriend's ex-husband is an Orioles fan he's right. also a Tottenham Hotspur fan so he's got like really well so there's a lot of problems a there Tottenham yeah. Hotspur yeah. fan okay so, yep. so I just 
I don't know. I, I, I tend to gravitate towards the, uh, the the Bay Area teams these days, the Giants and the A's. I don't know. And that's, well, I'm sorry if you ever want to gravitate to the A's. They have 3,000 attendants the last couple of I days. Saw, I but saw their last game. Anthony Precourt's actually so talking about buying them. Let, let me wrap it all up for you. Yes. They don't spend a ton of money, but what they do very, very well is they are elite at identifying talent, drafting it, and developing it. Okay, who's their best starting pitcher? Shane Bieber, who is in two years going to be the best pitcher in baseball. Okay, the next time that he is their starting pitcher, because I have MLB TV, I will watch them. It was yesterday. Oh, God damn it. (laughs) So the team is heading west. Uh, They've got three games after today, the 21st, uh, in New York. And they've got a seven-game West Coast rodeo road trip against the Angels and the A's. Okay. You can't watch the Guardians on MLB TV because they're blacked out. They're blacked out. I live in. Cold. Don't you have? Don't you have? Um, yeah. Don't you have uh, uh, Bally Sports? No. No. You don't have Bally Sports. No, we don't have Bally Sports. Oh. We have Dish. I don't yeah, even have Bally well. Sports. I do some less than savory well, ways to watch uh, games. Uh, well, well, that's the whole thing. Then yeah, get a VPN. Um, All right. So, right. so are we done Ethan, with baseball talk? Thank you for coming on. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me, Ethan, I do want to talk to you real quick. Um, crew 2, you want to go on Sunday? Man, you really put me on the spot, huh? Yeah, I am. Honey, do you want to go to a Crew 2 game it's on, on Sunday? It's on the internet. I mean, we've talked about it, so probably. Well, my right fiancé says probably, so I think we might be going to a Crew 2 game on Sunday. Love it. All right, we're going to do Crew 2 on Sunday, and then we will get your opinion on that when we come back. Uh, we are going to take a break. We're the pros from Dover. Stick around. Hey, guys. Uh, Matt here real quick. Um Unfortunately, we had some audio recording issues with the beginning of this segment, so we will be joining it. Already in progress. Yes. Yes. What he is saying is that for some reason he has this image of the Open Cup as being something that is, I I don't know, like, um, like an ambassador to... American soccer to the general public, which yeah. is most definitely it's not. It is most no, definitely it's not. it most definitely is not. You know how it's, many it's, people it's, in Detroit gave a fuck about the game about, two days ago? About 40. the people that showed up. Yeah, about forty. No, yeah. no it's more than forty. Well, I'm I, Detroit, I'm, 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 no, I'm, Detroit pulled a very good crowd. I, I understand. I don't, I'm, ex- don't, I'm not. I'm exaggerating no. for effect. Yes, I understand, but I'm also not because this is not the shit on Detroit segment I'm not, of the podcast. I'm, I am not trying um, to shit no. on Detroit. Yes. Okay, so, so I, I have something to say about this. Yes. Um, so as a supporter of, for better or worse, a fourth tier English team. Yeah. Okay. Now here's the thing: Bradford City are. Different than a lot of second division, i.e., fourth tier English teams, in that there's no real reason why they should be in the second division. They should be, they're probably like a championship level team, given given where they are and the size of their support and all of that sort of stuff. That mm-hmm. notwithstanding, I mean, because they have a, they have a big stadium. I mean, their stadium holds like twenty five thousand people. It's Probably bigger than Wiggins Stadium. Um, I mean, I've been there multiple times. It's it's not the greatest stadium, and it's also the home of the the greatest stadium, the biggest stadium disaster in 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 um, English football history. Yes. That notwithstanding, if Bradford City drew Arsenal or Tottenham <clears throat> or Man City or Liverpool, no one. And I mean, literally, no one would say we shouldn't play that match at Valley Parade because it's not as nice as the Emirates Stadium, or it's not as nice as Tottenham Stadium, yeah. or it's not as nice as West Ham Stadium, or whatever, or anything. No yeah. one, no one would ever make that argument ever. Now, and, and the 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 entire argument is preposterous. It now, is. It is. It. It, it destroys the entire purpose of something like a cup competition. It it's, does. Yes. It does. In, in, now, <laughs> here's the thing. In this, this is There's two things that I want to say on this. And I'm going to quote Alexi Lawless 
on the initial tweet that that uh, sent this off, yeah. just so everybody understands that we're not being like, oh man, like say lawless. Uh, the U.S. Open Cup has been wonderful to watch for the MLS versus USL competitive dynamic, yes. but it has also highlighted the disparity in quality of stadium facilities between the two. Huge cost, but it makes a huge difference. It changes perception, drives business, and impacts quality. And then he has gone on after that to yeah. specifically shit on Detroit. Um, the thing is, is that, you know, I I want to say this about Detroit is that they have actually done what a lot of teams have not done. They've they've done a lot from a from a fan base. Yeah. From a fan base. Um I think that their day-to-day uh match fan base shit um is a bit too try hard for me. It's a bit too. Uh, oh my god! Have you guys seen? We're from Detroit, and it's blah 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 blah. blah. But what I will say is, on the back end of that, they renovated that stadium. That stadium got fucked up by the local fucking uh, football, like the the high school football team from multiple people I talked to there. And they then renovated it again, and they built actual locker rooms there oh, in nice. a place that, at a place that, like, I mean, it it that stadium. If it wasn't for the group of people that were um, trying to make something work there, it should never, it should never work for for not not top flight football, but but. Bottom flight, like like the the it shouldn't work, but it does. Okay, and they they and, did and, a they did a great job at and that. So and I want to acknowledge that. So what you're saying is Detroit City FC, they are great custodians of the. Fuck yeah. Okay. Fuck yeah. And no, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. I think I think some of their fans are fucking tryhards, and I, I think that some of their what? fans you're are they're whatever. Oh, but no, I want to. I want to. No, no. But I, what you're I, saying? I wanna, what but you're saying I want is, to actually acknowledge the fact that they have we are. fucking done a great job. We are. Okay. The fact that there are sports fans in cities like Columbus or Detroit that are assholes does not in any way discolor or make bad yeah. what Detroit City FC has done for their 100%, community. 100%. Yes, that is what That's we were saying. That's what I'm in on. Okay. Yes. Yes. Really? I hadn't noticed. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't noticed either, right? Being a sports fan? Never, I... <laughs> never met a Tottenham fan other than Chris Landis. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I say that as Chris Landis okay, is the so, one nice one. So can we... <laughs> Yeah, so Robbie can, Bray, okay, too. Can we but. can we can we say now say goodbye to the Alexi Wallace hate because I don't really think that he deserves that much time on our podcast. That's fair, but you know, I, if, no, we, I if we shit on him more, then we'll get more listeners. Maybe, yeah. yeah. I, don't, right. I don't want those listeners though. No, that's yeah. Fair. So okay, let's, last last. Let's talk of, about Caleb Porter. Last bit of business, Carol, Caleb Porter. Yeah. Um. So, you know, I woke up this morning. Um, and then wrote a blues song, and then I thought, why does Caleb Porter still have a job? And the only reason I can think that he has a job is that basically it's because the Haslam's just don't give a shit. I kind of feel the same way. Um, this is, it's one of those things where like, I, 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 and you remember from the last podcast, and you remember from every other time where I'm like, I don't ever really like, I'm like, call for somebody's job. Blah blah blah, but um, what? Well, what's interesting to me is that after this Open Cup loss, which is kind of interesting because we always go out early in the Open Cup these days now. So yeah. I don't understand why people are. I, I I think it was because the performance was so. Okay, so we have we had lost, and not only just had lost, but without scoring a goal, our last three MLS games. We go to Detroit, and we are ostensibly playing a weaker team. A -hmm. team that we should, by all rights, win, defeat handily. Yeah. They beat us. I I think we all knew they were going to beat us. I don't think that there was like a... Well, I I think we all knew they were going to beat us as of April 1st. 
Yeah, but but the here's, yeah. but here's the problem. Porter, so again, this is something that I have talked about a lot, and apparently for something that I keep saying doesn't bother me, bothers me. Mm-hmm. But it's that there is no accountability in, I guess, Columbus crew, media, press, whatever you want to say. It's like, it's like it does, like, no one asks him hard questions. And there was a lot of conversation on Twitter over the last couple of days with Jacob Myers and who's the guy that's running Massive Report now after, um, 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 is it Ralph? No, it's not Ralph. It's, um, the other guy with the dark hair. Oh, Patrick? Yeah, I think yeah. Patrick's running. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of people were, were kind of like annoyed with them for not having asked hard questions of Well, they, they should be asking hard questions. But they're not. But we know they're not. They're, we, not, they're not going to. Yeah, yeah, we know that. But and, and you and I know specifically why they're not. And I don't really want to go into that because no. I don't want to besmirch other people on this no. podcast. I mean, other than Chris Lamacchia, who didn't realize that um, Andrea Pirlo managed Juventus for other an entire... Other than Chris Lamacchia, who doesn't fucking show up here. I know. Um, but, but no, so I, I want to talk I want to talk about, you know, go ahead, sorry. Well, okay, so here's my thing. Um, Porter didn't come out for a press conference, yeah. which is the first time that he's n- not done that since Ever. he was... Yeah, since he was coach of the crew. I don't I don't know when he was coach of Portland or, or, or the but what, Akron. Akron, yeah. yeah. But... The thing is, this should have been, this could theoretically have been an easy win for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not, again, I'm not going to say bad things about Detroit City because apparently they are a very talented team. No, but, they, they played well. Yeah. That, that's the whole thing. You can't, you can't. Um, but, but, but if Porter actually felt like his job was in danger, he should have fielded a team that could have beaten Detroit without. I don't think Portland. I don't think Porter feels like his job's in danger. Well, that's that's my point. That's that's, that's what I'm that saying. That is exactly well. my point. I don't point. think I don't think that he feels any risk. Well, no, he, and and this is the problem. This is it's exactly four-game four skid with one goal, and the one goal is on a penalty against a team in a lower division. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's a problem because here's the other thing, and 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 I, I know I'll get shit for this, but you know what the crew two's on? Four game winning streak. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And so the problem. So I think that we are in agreement. The problem isn't that Porter is a bad coach. The mm-hmm. problem is that the ownership. And the management of this team don't care that he's a bad coach. So the ownership doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. I'm gonna put that. I'm gonna put that right in there. The Haslam's don't give a fuck. Yeah, they they don't care. Yeah, um, Bezbachenko and those guys. I don't know because I don't know them. I've never like really had a a real interaction with but them. But I don't. I don't. I don't genuinely think they care. Um, I don't think they care about whatever. I think they care about selling uh, premium seats. I think they care about selling um, luxury boxes. I think they care about selling sponsorships. I don't think they give a shit if we win. Um, I think that what they use winning for is something to talk on social media about. But I don't think they necessarily care. But what I do want to talk to you about is the Michael Arace. Uh, yeah, yeah. The Michael. Is it Arace? 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 Ryan? I also thought it was Arace. I don't, I yeah. don't know. Um, well, his, his column. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I haven't read it. I don't have a, a, a dispatch subscription. I bought a dispatch subscription specifically to read this to you. So Columbus Dispatch... Uh, I paid you a dollar. Columbus Crew, Major League's first chartered franchise, lost 2-1 on Tuesday night to Detroit City FC, which this year moved from Division 3 NISA to Division 2 USL Championship. Crew uh, Crew coach Caleb Porter was so embarrassed that he hid from the two Columbus beat writers who made the trip to Hamtramck 
Maybe there was another reason he hid, or it's hard to say because he was hiding. Or maybe he wasn't quote-unquote hiding per se. Maybe he was as sick as crew fans have become after four consecutive losses and just one gold scored against uh, in 360 plus minutes. Advanced metrics, that's .00277 goals per minute or .25 goals per game. In any case, it's not a good look for Porter to blow off the media, even if the organizers of the U.S. Open Cup have no requirements for post-game availability. If you're a crew fan, you want the organization to be first class in victory or defeat. You want to hear what the coach has to say. It's a matter of good business and common decency. Tuesday night was not the Miracle on Ice or the Buster Douglas beating of Mike Tyson or Truman over Dewey. It wasn't even Michigan 42 over Ohio State 27. Soccer is more capricious than any, or sorry, capricious uh, than many other sports, save for I don't know how to pronounce that sport and I don't know what it is. Save for. Jellicatu. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Yes, um, um, it looks it looks very Finnish to me, or yeah. it's, it's either Finnish or Maori. An event where the object is to grab the hump of a bull and make the animal stop. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, the crew lost to Detroit City FC in the third round of the Lamar U.S. Open Cup. Uh, Lamar Hunt U.S. Open okay, Cup. I got to interrupt you for a second. Yeah. Okay. This is another thing that pisses me off. Is that this is a team that. Every okay, you know, losing to Detroit in the in oh, we lost in the first round. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, no, no. no. I, okay. We lost but, it our first round. But this is an event. This is an a, a, a competition that is named after not just a former owner of this team, the founder of the league, the and founder the founder of, of this team, and a and fucking a, a guy who's got a statue. Yeah. And we shit on it every season, and yeah. that really pisses me off. That hundred re- percent. Yeah, that we'll re- get into that in a second here. So I want to read the end of this. Yeah, sorry, first. sorry. Yeah. No, you're totally fine. A knockout competition that's been around since 1914. Despite the tournament's democratic design, uh, it's open to a range of teams from the amateur ranks right on to the top professional flight. The competition usually uh, the competition is usually a matter of bank accounts. MLS teams have dominated the league since the league came to existence in 1996. MLS teams tend to play a raft of second and third teamers, especially the rounds of 64 and 32. They call it roster management. Sometimes they get jumped, which is why the term cup set is part of the U.S. Open Cup lingo, which uh, I don't think cup set is really the term there. I, I think d- it should I'm be, not familiar uh, with that we, term. We fucked up. I think cup set is a, like genuinely a new thing that has happened. Um, since the whole thing has gone on pause, and I think that maybe the Columbus Crew Media made it happen. Tonight, Tuesday night, Union Omaha, a D3 team, pulled off the biggest quote-unquote cup set when it beat Chicago Fire at Soldier Field on kicks. Uh, no. No. Yeah. No. No. The idea that somebody goes even into penalty kicks and beats any other team is not as bad as the Columbus crew losing in regulation. But we'll continue reading the article. It happens. It's still embarrassing. Well, yeah, those are those are some really good blah, blah, blah. Uh, in 2002, the crew won the uh, Open Cup. Uh, it was a huge deal with the first major trophy. Now, yet nowadays, more stock, uh, more stock put into, say, the Campionas Cup. The crew hasn't won it more than one U.S. Open Cup game in a year since 2010 when they made it to the final, which is true. Yeah, and this is what I want to talk about. Um, well, so basically, we don't take this competition seriously. Hmm. We haven't for over ten years. Eddie Gavin was uh, taken out. Yeah, yeah. Well, since okay. Dutch Lions beat us. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, and and so, there was that game where um, friend of the pod, um, wonderful Kiwi, and I'm blanking on his name. Duncan out. Yeah, he scored that wonderful goal against. Um, was it was it uh, Toronto? Yeah, Toronto would not have been in the U.S. Open Cup. 
They would not have. Yeah. yeah. Who? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, so, uh, are we going to talk about our problems with the U.S. Open Cup, or are we going to talk about our problems with Caleb Porter? Well, I thought I thought we were going to do both. Okay. Yeah. So, so Open Cup first. Okay. And then we can talk about Caleb Porter. I mean, I I think the Open Cup problem. It was the crowd. Yes, I think the Open Cup. Why problem. do we not pay attention to the Open Cup? Why do we not give a fuck about the Open Cup? Like as a team, we haven't for years over multiple ownership groups. Well, because this is what this is because fans don't go to these games. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I used to go to Open Cup games back when they were part of the ticket package. Yeah, um, I don't tend to go to them now. Hmm. And, and it's sort of like this weird recursive problem. It's like, I don't go to the Open Cup games because the team doesn't take them seriously. And the team doesn't take them seriously because fans like me don't go to them. The Open Cups? Yeah. And, and you know, I, I used to go. Um, and if this game had been played at either Historic Cruise Stadium 2 or at Blower.com uh, Field, uh-huh. I would have been there. Were Jesse Owens? Oh, God, yeah. I mean, because no. that's even closer. Yeah. I would I would have been there for any of those. I just didn't want to go to Detroit when I knew it was going to be below freezing. You know, that's I mean, fair. Yeah. No, that's yeah. totally fair. It yeah. wasn't below freezing, by the way. Well, okay. Yeah. Well, I, I looked at the weather forecast. So you done fucked up, Jim. Well, um, I, I... But, okay. But, so, but, Caleb Porter. Okay. Let's talk about Caleb Porter. Okay, because... he's a terrible coach. But apparently... The ownership group likes him. Mm-hmm. Um, what I understand is the fact that we won MLS Cup in 2020, which for some reason, I guess because I wasn't there, um, I, I, I forget that that two years ago we were the champions of the league. It's I don't know. It was, I, d- I don't. Well, like, it's because of I think it's because of COVID and the. Well, because, the I mean, you, you, the last couple of years were fucking weird for everybody. Like, well, but I went to I went to I went to games last year. I didn't yeah. go to games and I went to the uh, like I was telling uh, Ryan. I went to the home opener, and then basically they shut down the league and they all moved to like Disneyland. Yeah, we, Disney all, World. we all did that. We all did that. And yeah, then some and, and people so went just, back and whatever. It's fine. Um, it just seems like it's like a virtual, like a, not a real thing. It's like a, a virtual world. Well, it happened. It, it did happen. There is a second star on the jersey. And I, and I know that. And if you ask me, I would tell you. It's just, it's not the sort of thing that I remember. It's not. Yeah. It's, okay. Here's a, the, what I'm saying is it's not something I experienced. Mm-hmm. And heretofore... I had experienced everything with the crew. I'd yeah. experienced first home game, first trophy, all that stuff. Yeah. I'd experienced it all. I did not experience. Well, that that's, yeah, it's very old white man of you. Well, it is. Um, yeah. Yeah, it I, is. I, I mean, it 100% is. Because, like, dude, I mean, I didn't experience, quote, unquote, the two, two, uh, 2008 championship. November 23rd, 2008. Yeah. yeah. I was in the in this specific basement. I lived in Dayton at the time. I drew. He, I drove here for the game. You drove here? I drove here for the game. I <laughs> yes. drove here for the game. No, um, because I uh, couldn't get there. Yeah, no, and, no, and, I, I, but, but and that's the that's the whole thing. Like, I I get where you're coming from. Is that it was it was a weird year. But it wasn't illegitimate year. No, I'm not saying that. And the, and, and the whole thing is, is that I am, at this point, I it, it's every single time one of our coaches shit the bed. Um, there there is a whole dynamic on the internet of of who's going to do what, who's going to be upset about what. And you know what I'm going to say? Is that I I genuinely think that I, I appreciate the fact that uh, Caleb Porter won us in MLS Cup. I do. But he has had a 500 team the entire time he's been here. Oh, yeah. And he's, we deserve better than a fucking 500 team. He's 
he is not a good coach. We for, deserve for, better for, than a 500 team. For, That's for, all I'll say. For a guy who's won two MLS Cups with two different teams, he's a terrible coach. And and the problem is, and the the problem is for me that in addition to being a terrible coach, he's really just kind of an asshole. Yeah. And Ryan's playing with a knife over oh, there, and I'm trying to figure out if he's going to stab me. Yeah. No. It's just like, Please don't stab me. Thank you, Ryan. Yeah. Um, go ahead. Finish, well, no, no, no. I just, I, I think, I think he's kind of an asshole, and I think that I've, I've legitimately never met the guy. I haven't so, either, but yeah, he's, and I think he's probably the only crew coach I've not met. I, I never met Berhalter. I never. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I've yeah. Met, I've met no, all I met, guys. I met Siggy here. Yeah, I mean, no, I met, yeah. I met, I met all these guys. Um, yeah. Never met, never met Porter. Don't want to. That's not the point. I think that the fact that he kind of comes across as an asshole to us, I wonder how he comes across in the locker room. Yeah. And I also think that he's probably lost the locker room at this point. I think he has. Oh, at this point, I don't think they give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. And and it's just it's 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 weird and sad and pathetic. And that's right. basically all I got to say. All right. Well, let's let's, let's wrap, wrap it up. up. Yeah. Cool. And it's pros from Dover. My name is Matt. Ryan's over there playing with a knife because it's rubies, and that's Jim. We'll see you next week. Bring back the bullpen car. The pros from Dover are Matt Goshert and Jim Bach. The show is presented by Grotesquely Swollen Jaw Productions. Follow us on Twitter at prosfromdover96. If you like the show, tell a friend or write a review. If you didn't, well, no one cares about your opinion anyway. Intro and outro music is Banana Cake by Schaefer the Dark Lord and is used with permission. Check him out at Schaefer the Dark Lord. That's S-C-H-A-F-F-E-R, thedarklord.com. Questions, comments, or thoughts? Email the show at prosfromdover96 at gmail.com. Banana, nana, put out your hands like patty cake. And go bananas, we're gonna go banana cakes. And grab a stack of flapjacks that your nana makes. Oh, we've got banana cake, full on banana cake. Banana, nana, put out your hands like patty cake. And go bananas, we're gonna go banana cakes. And grab a stack of flapjacks that your nana makes. Oh, suck on banana cake, full on banana cake. Banana, nana, 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 nana.